Hi, this is Doug Manch, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. You are listening to episode 224, and you are with one of your high priests, the Conchu, Ray G'day. And joining me on this episode, I have a very valued Petruni and loony and just all-round nice guy, Justin, the owl. Osgood, Justin, welcome back. Thank you, Ray. Thank you very much. And thank you, as always, Loonies, for listening. Always good to have your dulcet tones, Justin, back. Uh, it has been commented on. You know, I think, I think I'll let you know one of those comments. Um, oh. So people do enjoy listening to your... Um, yeah, I, w- I, I wish somebody I had... said it sounded like bourbon, like bur- <laughs> a which I thought was one of the best compliments anybody's ever paid me. <laughs> that is an awesome, that's an awesome description, you that's know. A great compliment. I, mean, I, wish yeah, I, I had... love it. Nice bass voice, Justin, Justin, really good. Anyway, <laughs> anyway um, without getting too much into it, welcome, loonies. Uh, you are here, as mentioned, uh, with Justin. It's an idle chat, as always, at the beginning of the week. And um, and this is Justin's pick. This is going to be a good one. We're going to be discussing, basically, the, the portrayal of Frenchie during the, the Houston and Benson run, circa 2006-2007. And I guess his dynamics with with Mark, and we know we're introduced to his partner Rob. So, uh, Justin, this should be a good one. Mm, yeah, thank you, Ray. I I was thinking about this for a while. I thought, you know, in in that run, we we were kind of introduced to a new version of Frenchie that we hadn't seen before, mm-hmm. and I think I thought it was great. I thought it was really one of the best portrayals of the character we've ever seen, yeah. and his entire scene which we'll talk about in, in issue number three with Mark in, in the restaurant, is still probably my favorite scene out of that entire series. I think it's wonderful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah so I just kind of, I kind of wanted to start a dialogue about that, basically. Was yeah. With, with oh, and my, I, I jumped at the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, sorry. So, 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 yeah, we'll get into oh, that. Sorry, ahead. Justin, you're, you're about to say something. <laughs> Oh, no, go <laughs> No, I was letting you go ahead, Ray. Oh, no, no, no worries. Okay, well, I mean, we will get into that for sure, uh, loony listeners. Um, but before that, of course, our big sponsors want to want a big shout-out to all our gracious Patroonies. Want to shout them out. Our co-producers, executive producers, much like yourself, Justin, of course. Very much um, grateful for all your uh, contributions and, you know, and your chats, of course. Um, but a big thank you to the likes of Daniel, Justin. Derek, Kyle, Wayne, Jordan, Josh, James, Russell, and Anthony. Thank you one and all for helping prop up the show. Uh, also as well, a big shout out to Daniel Doing's Fringe Night, an indie original comic based on Erie, Pennsylvania's very own Missouri superhero, as well as Hello Headphones, empowering gamers to play at their best, and Dreamland Comics, the superhero superstore. Now, um, yeah, Justin, we've got plenty to cover and of course, as you mentioned, uh, this discussion about Frenchie and and what Houston and Benson does is very interesting. But we do have 
just some white noise, some news first to 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 bring mm. us in. So I'd like to get your thoughts on some of this, Justin. Um, mm, this is a great <clears throat> white noise. Yeah, mm, yeah. It's been look. I think this is probably the precursor to to what we're going to expect in perhaps the months to come. You reckon, Justin, because mm-hmm. of this this snowball that is the Moonlight yeah. Moonlight TV show and the comics, mm. uh, really good. Uh, first of all, I just want to say a big a big shout out, a big thanks. Uh, July just passed ha- had been our highest ever kind of downloaded month since January early this year. So a big thank you to all the loonies listening. Thank you so much. Uh, it really does. I, I check it from time to time. I mean, I know it's not really you know, that important, but it's nice to, to check in every now and again. And uh, we nearly actually uh, clipped January um, last month with the amount of listens. So uh, it's, it's growing. I'm hoping we get more loonies. I'm hoping uh, more Moon Knight fans listen in. But, yeah, this is great, Justin. I know that you're a uh, and a dedicated listener too, so, you know, huge thanks to the likes uh, of yourself and the others. Absolutely. I'm always hoping we can get some more loonies in, but I really do think that over the next few months, it's like you said, the snowball is going to turn into an avalanche. So <laughs> I can really see those those downloads of tripling probably in the months to come, hopefully. I oh, hope so. Yeah, I'm very excited. Um, I was chatting with the uh, the podcasters over at Adelaide Rising. Uh, they used to be an Inhumans podcast. Now they're more like a comic book mm. podcast. And uh, okay. when, yeah, the... the uh, I guess the advent of the Inhumans TV show. I mean, in the lead up to that, their mm. like numbers and and members and all that just skyrocketed. So, mm. um, oh wow, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if it happens to to old Mooney. But um, you know, we've got a dedicated, a loyal fan base. Justin, uh, I'm talking about Moon Knight fans in general. Uh, so mm. uh, you know, I think it's it's just fun to be part of this um, part of this journey. Absolutely, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Also, as well, just a little bit of a tidbit. Uh, I um, I just uh, I threw something out onto Twitter, um, you know, calling Jed McKay and the creators out on Moon Knight issue one, and I I just mentioned to Jed just in case he hadn't. I mean, you know, just in case he hadn't listened to the episodes we recorded on mm-hmm. on Moon Knight one. Uh, I said, oh yeah, I reckon it's arcade, but uh, you know, don't uh, you know. I, I know that you'd be you'd be laughing and chuckling probably at my theories, but you know I wouldn't have it any other way. And Jed uh, Jed responded, and he said, uh, "I will neither confirm nor deny this that it's arcade, of course, other than to say that the mysterious figure is not a new character and is indeed someone who has existed in the Marvel universe previous to the publication of this issue." So this is a little bit a little bit of a scoop. Justin, I guess. Mm, I love that. I love that he replied to you. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah, I think I think you might be right with that arcade theory. Oh, I would yeah. love that. Yeah. <laughs> what a great nemesis for Moon Knight Arcade. Are you kidding me? That would be fantastic. It I was thinking be... of the story ideas of that and of a, a Moon Knight trapped in Murder World, and it would yeah. it would be really amazing. <laughs> it, it would be it would be really cool. I mean, yeah, the one shortcoming for that little theory, and people have pointed it out, rightly so, is that uh, that person on the other side of the street seems to have a grudge against Mark and about his his sacred duty. So I'm not sure how that factors into Arcade, but um, mm. you know who knows. Uh, Again, I could be totally wrong. I probably am, uh, but it'll be exciting to see who it is and when they are revealed. Um, also, as well, Justin, 
this breaking news. Uh, I've got a, a visual there on a prompt sheet. Uh, so the actor Gaspard Uliel uh, will reportedly appear as Anton Mogart, a.k.a. the Midnight Man, in the Moon Knight Disney Plus series. Now, Justin, any thoughts on this actor? Are you familiar with the, this gentleman? I'm not, actually. I didn't watch the show Hannibal Rising, so I, I'm not mm-hmm. familiar with any of that. I'm, I missed that one. Yeah. Um, but he definitely looks like a great Anton Mogart, just from the pictures that I've seen. And yeah. I'm just, I'm just thrilled that they'll have the character in the show in the first season. I think that's great. Yeah, me, me too. I, I think, I mean, if you look at, you know, for, for the loonies that do know about the arcs of Midnight Man, he does seem a little young, like considering that he mm. has a, an older an older son in Jeffrey Wilde, who we all know is Midnight. So again, they're, they're mm. already playing with the character. Um, and for loonies that, I know that some commented saying, hang on, he's a French actor, isn't he playing Frenchie? Um, but the news on this further to it is that apparently this evidence was found uh, with his agent's um, I don't know, some bookkeeping or something, but uh, he he was mm. he was cast. It is kind of confirmed, cast as Midnight Man, so not as Frenchie. So rumor or not, apparently he goes side by side with the Midnight Man. So um, interesting, uh, interesting take. I'm loving. We'll get to it a bit later, Justin, with uh, further down in the week with uh, the Mensch run. But I, I'm loving this international flavor already of Moon Knight in the TV show. Yeah, me too. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, as you said, Justin, he's a French actor. Uh, I did on, I had a little research on Wiki. Best known for portraying serial killer Hannibal Lecter in Hannibal Rising. I think that's a movie, Justin. I'm too sure. I think that, uh. Oh, is it a film? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that yeah, was okay. a film. Uh, and he's also portrayed a fashion mogul, um, God, is that Eves? Eves Saint Laurent in the biopic oh, yeah. Saint Laurent. Yeah. And he's also the face of uh, Chanel, Men's Fragrance, Blue de Chanel. So, <laughs> uh, very, ha- very That's handsome. That's good chat. to have on the resume. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess we'll see how he's. I might have to dip my toe in Hannibal Rising, see how his acting chops are. Hmm. Um, but I'd be interested to know if any loonies know of his work and whether he would be a good fit for Midnight Man as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a couple of other things, Justin, just, I'm just trolling the internet. Um, so Moon Knight number one from Bleeding Cool. I know we don't really follow that kind of website that, that closely, but apparently Moon Knight number one by Jed McKay and Capuccio has topped every store in the bestseller list. So that's very encouraging. That's great. Yeah. That's great news and very encouraging. Mm. And, uh, and, also, as well, there was an interview with Oscar Isaac, and he said about the Moon Knight show, I'm here on the set of Moon Knight. We're deep into it over here. I'm assuming he means Budapest. That's where they are. It's been going great. It's going to be a wild, wild show. I'll be very excited to talk about it in the future. And that's very encouraging as well. Mm, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, again, uh, contractual obligations. You can't give anything away. <laughs> um, yeah. You can um, tell that he. You can tell that he wants to say more. That which he, is good. That he yeah. would prefer. He would prefer to, to say more, but he's. You can tell that he's. Yeah, he's, he's, he's kind sort of, of reminded of his contract. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got a couple of prison darts uh, against his throat. You know, <laughs> the Marvel lawyers just say, you know, come on. <laughs> 
um, so <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you know, it, from what he did give us, as you said, he seems, and this might be just your media training, but he does say he's quite excited to talk about it. I'm excited mm. to hear about what he has to say. Um, and, yeah, I guess we'll just have to see. Again, we know that the international flavour, uh, there was that British actor that was cast um, who we don't know what uh, mm-hmm. what role he'll have. Uh, Ethan Hawke, obviously, and Oscar Isaac and um, Maya Kalamawi, who everyone still thinks mm. is Marlene but hasn't been confirmed. So uh, we'll just have to wait yeah, and see. Yeah, I'm, mm. I'm wondering when that's going to be confirmed, that oh, casting. That's, the, that's so key. They're so dodgy with their casting announcements marvel like, nothing really comes out proper um even i'm thinking even in in hawkeye wasn't even in katie stanfield or whatever she didn't she wasn't really announced properly either and that's coming in november this year so oh right yeah yeah it's, <sighs> it's, 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 i agree it's really weird it's the all way a bit smoke and mirrors yeah yeah, yeah. It's um, like fabricated and things, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, pushing on, and, and sorry, Looney's just kind of going through this quickly because it's just, uh, you know, we've got some really juicy stuff to talk about, Frenchie. Um, so another article as well, there was an article on Moon Knight Just Silence fans who call him Marvel's Batman. That's a bit of an interesting read uh, that was posted up in our group by Raymond, Looney Raymond, so thank you for that. Uh, again, Justin just differentiating between Moon Knight and the other guy. Um, mm, mm-hmm. Always uh, good to do that. Always good, good to remind, remind people of, of the truth. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, the fundamental. I mean, and, and in a nutshell, that article says basically Moon Knight has no uh, hesitation to kill, uh, unlike the other guy, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he was resurrected by an Egyptian god. Very different. Uh, his motives are mm-hmm. very different. Uh, that sort of stuff. So. Uh, Looking beyond the superficial, yeah, they're, they're very different characters. Uh, now, awesome. just a couple of other bits here to wrap up on the White Noise News, Justin. Uh, a couple of visuals again. Uh, Moon Knight mm-hmm. number two variant covers have been uh, Oh, that released. cover made me so happy. Oh, how cool is that. it? Yeah. So this was posted oh. up by Looney Phil. I'm assuming you're talking about the top one there, Justin. Yeah, the the yeah the uh, what is the twenty fifth anniversary thirty fifth yeah. yeah banner around the around the side yeah from the eighties oh yeah that just brought me back all the way yeah. very cool um, <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to Rebecca and she did point out something interesting because she of course has a vested interest in Iron Fist uh, she she helps. Ho- mm. co-host the Iron Pist, Iron, Iron Pist, Iron Fist podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and she noted, and this made me a little disappointed, that Danny Rand isn't there. We see Luke Cage. We don't see Danny right. Rand. Um, Rebecca confirmed and- that apparently this kind of format of the cover uh, was around the, the same time as when Iron Fist died in the comics back in the 80s. That's so, correct. Yeah, he was gone for a long time, and I think it was a it was a Namor uh, mm. plot line that brought him back in the nineties. Oh, the think. John Byrne Namor Submariner. Yeah. Yes, yes, he came but back. He had been missing for for God years, years and years. Yeah. Oh gosh, and if I'm to go on a bit of a tangent, this is what a lot of Iron Fist fans are concerned about. Uh, for anyone that has read Heart of the Dragon, the latest Iron Fist, are you an Iron Fist fan, Justin? Or <laughs> Not really, but I've always liked the character, and I've always mm. enjoyed any anything I've read with him in it. But I haven't really followed his stuff. Okay, okay, yeah, because I mean, I I follow his stuff um, 
yeah, here and obviously not as much as Moon Knight, but uh, I do do follow his adventures. And and mm-hmm. in the uh, oh, potential spoilers here, listeners, if you haven't read Heart of the Dragon, please turn away. Fingers in the ears. <laughs> but yeah, Danny gives up his his powers of, of the fist, oh. uh, and he he hasn't got it at the end of uh, end of that series, and he's quite happy about it. Uh, so there's a little hmm. concern that he might just, you know, just disappear. Uh, and this being due to the fact of uh, the unpopular, maybe potential Netflix TV show, that sort of thing, which oh. is very disappointing. Um, I'm hoping we do yeah, see him. That's yeah. The 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 um, success of the TV show shouldn't really have any bearing on the on the comic book, especially exactly. if it's unrelated material. But. Exactly. That's a different discussion. <laughs> yeah, it, true, true. So uh, anyway, a fantastic cover there uh, as well. Moon Knight front, front and center. I want to get this variant. Yeah. I think it's, it might be I on the. It might be on the expensive side though, Justin. It might be one of those what do you call ratio ones. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Actually, yeah. so you might be forking out. I'm thinking maybe ten or eleven or twelve US dollars. Um, I could be wrong. It could be even more. Uh, I don't know, but I'm I'm going to check it out, see if I can get one. Uh, and just uh, another one, Looney John, he posted up. There's another variant there, just with Moon Knight's face. Kind of mm. a nice kind of style there. I had, who was the artist there? Tyler Kirkham. Um, oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, I yeah. love that one. I'd so, love to have a T-shirt of that. I'd, yeah, the T-shirt would be good, actually. Just the... Uh, there've been a lot of variations on, you know, Moon Knight's face. Whether you see the white mask, which you see in the the other variant, <laughs> or whether it's just totally black or just two eyes, you don't see it. So I, I like the fact that you get different kind of looks for Moon Knight. Um, Definitely, me too. Yeah. So that's the news, loonies. Um, plenty to chew on. Go check it out in our Facebook group. Hey there everyone, I'd like to tell you about the YouTube channel I Am Your Target Demographic. If you're a fan of comics, we have plenty that you'll enjoy over there, including a series called Heroes Like Us that explores comic characters of all sorts of different identities. And we even have a series that defines words that are used in nerd culture that you may not know what they mean. So you can check us out by heading to YouTube and searching I Am Your Target Demographic or look up IAYTD on any social media outlet. Now, Justin, here we go. He, this is the reason why he we're here for the idle chat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I've got, I mean, you, you've uh, proposed this theme, of course, and I've just got his title, Frenchie by Houston and Benson. Now, first of all, Justin, I want to ask, uh, and you've alluded to it already, but what, what made you kind of gravitate towards um, having a discussion, a dialogue about Frenchie in, in these runs? Well, personally, as a gay comic book fan, it, it made me feel good to read this story for the first time and have that whole conversation take place between Mark and Frenchie in the diner. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was it was it, being a gay comic book fan. I've also had the very dubious honor of watching gay people be portrayed very poorly ah. in comic book in comic books over the years, mm-hmm. and so it was nice to see a very honest human and humane portrayal of a gay character in a comic book. And and I was doubly tickled that it was, you know, someone who had such close ties to my favorite character, Moon Knight, somebody Mm -hmm. who was in the 
this was in the family of my of my favorite character. It made me feel very happy, yeah. and I thought I thought Frenchie was a great choice to to have explore this side of their personality because they could have uh, the writers could have picked some other character to come out as gay, but mm-hmm. um, having it be Frenchie, I thought was great, and it did surprise me a little bit at first because. Like Mark said in the diner, you know, there was all the women. There was the women that we saw in the first, I think there was the woman in the first run. Mm-hmm. I, um, I can't remember what yeah, she was. Yeah, she was the housekeeper before, was it? Like, she was like like a, like a maid, I think. Well, there was Chloe. Oh, Chloe. And Chloe right. was, I think Chloe was the maid, I think. Oh, but okay. I think she yeah. was in uh, Mark Spector. Mark Spector. Yeah, yeah, night. sorry. Yeah. yeah. And the, there was an older flame, too, that I right. think went back even even a longer way. So I was a little surprised at first, too, when I read that, because I remembered the other women. But at the same time, I shouldn't be surprised, because in my experience, I've met a lot of gay men who have had long relationships with women, mm-hmm. even been in marriages with women for many years, decades, oh, yeah. and, and even come out of the closet years later and start their lives over anew. So it really shouldn't have surprised me, but it kind of did a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and that that is addressed, I think, in um in this conversation that Frenchie has with Mark at the restaurant. Just talking about beards, right? Um, like like because Mark yeah. Mark asks a question as well. Like he's he's kind of the avatar for you, so to speak, Justin. If you were surprised, because he was surprised as well, Mark, and saying, right. but but all the women, Frenchie, what about them? And he's going, well, basically around about he says the same thing as you. Um, you know, they were around, but you know, he he you know he. I don't know whether I'm just trying to look at the um, whether he discovered later on that he was, or he he just actively had them um, act as you know as beards just to um, mm. to, to cover for, for cover for some reason. Mm-hmm. But did you? Um, so you mentioned that it was really good to see on on the representation on behalf of Frenchie. But what did you make mm-hmm. of like Mark's reaction as well? Is that something that uh, you know? dare I say, that um, you may have faced similar reactions to from people that you know and love? And, like, were you able to relate to that or was that a bit a bit really extreme on Mark's? No, no, I, I didn't think it was extreme at all. In fact, mm-hmm. I could completely relate to Mark's reaction. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't been in that situation because I came out of the closet fairly early and, mm-hmm. and people, thankfully, were mostly very supportive and, and I'll still always be grateful for that. But... Um, I could understand Mark's viewpoint from the perspective of this was someone that you trusted with your life, you know, someone that you worked with in the mercenary days, you know, doing all Mm -hmm. kinds of horrible things that, you know, was in the background while you took on this new identity and started your Crusaders Moon Knight that really saw you through thick and thin. And yet Mm -hmm. they they wouldn't entrust you with this secret. And I could see how he would feel lied to, to a certain degree. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I, I'm glad that they kind of got over that. Yeah. I mean, so in, in like summary for those that uh, maybe want a bit of a refresher course. So, um, this is during the time of the bottom, uh, the Houston run. Uh, we're into issue three, about the middle of the uh, middle of the arc. Uh, Mark's obviously he's at an all time low. He's he's alienated himself from all his friends, uh, his family, that sort of thing. Uh, but he he arrives uh, and he meets up with Frenchie, who he thinks 
Frenchie has asked to see him uh, at the restaurant that Frenchie and his partner, Rob, uh, are running. And this is where Frenchie kind of reveals to Mark in, in that, you know, that panel, uh, memorable panel, Mark, he's not my partner, he's my partner. And it kind of then clicks <laughs> to Mark. Um, what I mean, what I found interesting, though, uh, Justin, was Frenchie follows that up straight away with uh, a question like, you didn't know? Like, so he seemed mm. a little surprised that Mark didn't catch up on it, uh, pick up on it earlier. Uh, I don't know. I find that, I find that a bit interesting, uh, to offset Mark's, I guess, uh, feeling of being betrayed that he was lied to. Frenchie almost mm. maybe half believed that Mark would have picked it up. Mm. And that's a valid point, too. I mm. mean, here you have someone who's obviously extremely intelligent, extremely intuitive, has a lot of training in the CIA, Marines, whatever. And he couldn't read, you know, he couldn't pick mm. up on subtle hints from his own best friend. Yeah, it's it, it goes to show you that sometimes you can see the forest, but not the trees or the ocean, yeah. but not the waves, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was um, thinking. Sorry, Justin. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Uh, look, I was just thinking as well, I mean, and, and yeah, I'd really like to gather your thoughts. I mean, kind of as I was maybe alluding to Mark's e- extreme reaction, um, as you say, like, so they've gone through thick and thin as mercenaries, life and death situations. Uh, you know, they've seen a lot. They've done a lot. Uh, mm. for, for Frenchie to reveal uh, his homosexuality, would that really, I mean, would that really change things? I'm saying this from a very ignorant point of view from Mark, you know? Mm. I mean, mm-hmm. you've you've faced mm. death in the face, and then if someone says, oh, by the way, look, you know, I am I am gay, that, yeah. that wouldn't, you know, for me, and I'm thinking very practical, um, for me, if, if I had, like, a, a brother in arms and thick or thin and all that, and then if he came up to me later and said, oh, by the way, um, I don't know, I've got a microchip in my head that, that that um converts me to to do evil things then of course you'd feel oh, a bit betrayed because you'd be at risk sure yeah. you know you, you'd yeah, be at, yeah. it's like, Your I, life I'm, would be in danger exactly yeah. but mark's life isn't really in danger regard it's not in danger regardless of of yeah. uh of frenchie's proclivity so i i, I don't know it, it, yeah. yeah but but you it, found it really doesn't change anything between their dynamic of their relationship really it's just no. i think what it was more is how that low point that Mark was at. Mm-hmm. I think this was another thing that kind of, you know, stuck him in the ribs or oh, yeah. kicked him in the ribs while he was down, you know, his best friend kind of revealing this thing to him that he had kept from him all this time. I think that had a lot to do with the nature of his reaction, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, the, yeah, no. the state. He was even clutching the bottle of pills under the table. That's true. At the, at the cafe. So I think if he had been in his normal state of mind, he probably would have reached over the table and, and gave Frenchie a hug and, and mm. would have said, I love you. Thank you for sharing this with me. But we all see what, what a mess Mark was then. And I don't think that would have been remotely possible. Yeah, no, no that's true. I mean, that's very much, uh, he's really on a knife's edge. Uh, and, and I guess you could argue that things were, seeming to go in the right direction. But then there's that double lie when Frenchie says, mm. oh, no, Crawley said that you wanted to see me. And Mark's going, hang on, hang on. Mm. No, no, no. Crawley said that you wanted to see me. So, again, he feels lied to. And, again, yeah. uh, that's probably enough to, to put him over the edge. No, no, fair play. I mean, I just uh, 
you know, I'm really kind of nitpicking Houston's um, mm. thing here, but it is a fantastic uh, scene. Like it's, it's such a mm. it's such an important one as well. Uh, we don't see much of Rob at this stage as well because um, mm. uh, you know he he plays a bit of a role later on, but um, mm-hmm. we do see that uh, towards the end of of this kind of arc and run, Frenchie's targeted by the committee to kind of almost activate Moon Knight. I mean, the profile yeah. has set up these uh, series. And again, we see the level of care that Mark has for his buddy Frenchie, uh, and he mm. just gets mad, basically. When Frenchie gets beaten with his own prosthetic leg um, to an inch yeah. of his life. Uh, so there is that still, there is a still uh, a care there for each other. Mm, absolutely. He, uh, he goes after the guy that beat Frenchie with his own leg and basically cuts his jaw off or something. Yeah. <laughs> something oh, horrible. yeah. Uh, pretty pretty brutal, yeah. and uh, he yeah. kind of in effect the profile forces uh, Mark to return as as the Moon Knight. Uh, so that's mm. that's kind of the ending to that. Um, we also, um, I mean, we also see later on then Justin. Oh, unless of course there's anything else from from this particular scene you'd like to chat about. Oh no no that that covered really all of it yeah. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. um, yep. we see later on, Rob gets a bit more of a, a role, which is rightly so mm. as well. Yeah. Um, yep. We see that Rob becomes, because uh, Mark is really busted up. I mean, we've got to remember he's got his knees out of whack. He's, uh, there's that really cool scene, Justin, in this series where I think Mark is walking past Samuels and there's just bones cracking everywhere it's because he's so broken and tired Um, i I love that but uh so rob becomes also like mark's physiotherapist as well Mm. um so that kind of uh that kind of adds another dynamic to this this relationship with frenchie and mark um rob Mm. looks up to mark i guess he he does uh have some sympathy towards him uh much to Mm. frenchie's chagrin Mm, definitely. This is this causes some conflict between the two of them because Frenchie believes that Mark is dangerous and will cause harm either directly or indirectly to anybody who's close to him. Mm. So he yeah. does not approve of their friendship. Yeah. Oh no. And and there's I mean there's really some some nice dialogue between Rob and Frenchie too. They've they've got a lot. They they have a couple of arguments as well, but this is because Unfortunately, Mark, as you say, is in the mix, and uh, yeah, Frenchie says something along the lines along the lines of uh, he he does bad things to bad people, but he actually hurts those he loves uh, the worst, you know. Yes, um, and yeah. so Frenchie knows Mark a lot more. Uh, Rob has got that sympathy, I guess, because he's been helping Mark recover. Um, mm-hmm. And so he kind of looks up to him as, as a hero. He's even he even mentions as well, uh, you know, he's even getting bad press from the media. So someone's got to stick up for him. But Frenchie's mm. always kind of going, no, no, no. He's a he's a terrible person. Um, mm-hmm. I, I find it really complex in the fact um, because Frenchie does care for Mark as well. He he's, he does, and you can tell that he still does, and it hurts him to push him away, mm. but. At the same time, he feels it's a it's a matter of self preservation and survival. Yes, you know he's got this new life with Rob. He doesn't want to mess it up. He doesn't want to get dragged back into his old life. He's looking to start things over. Mm-hmm. 
so this is just kind of a reminder of the things that he's trying to put behind him as he's trying to start his his new life. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously pretty resentful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and added to that as well, he he doesn't want Rob to be exposed to this sort of like he knows how destructive Mark can be, intentional or not, and so he wants to protect mm-hmm. Rob. I guess. Um, I think there's also, uh, and, and so this was seen. I've just cited this in Mark. Uh, in Moon Knight issue nine, uh, there's mm. um, there's dialogue there between Frenchie and Rob. Uh, basically, what we just said, um, Rob giving Mark the benefit of the doubt. Again, you could see it kind of formed from seeing Mark as vulnerable, you know, and and helping him as a therapist. Mm. Maybe that's what's um, generated this sympathy towards him. But Frenchie knows mm. a lot more. Uh, if we go to Moon Knight issue fifteen further on you could argue just a bit of jealousy potentially in the air because Mm. uh rob and mark do spend a lot of time together yeah and i think that really rob was just trying to be a friend to mark like he he really saw nobody else that was trying to fill that role at that point for mark Mm. and maybe rob's kind of the type that wants to help out the underdog yeah, and he probably so. wants he probably wants to um, do it like for Frenchie too. You, you know, it, it might mm. be that that case of um, I, I want to support my partner by by you know attempting to like his friends. You know what I mean? Um, so he might or try be... to or try to mend their relationship yeah, too. Yeah. Maybe he had altruistic motives by trying to you know, become close with Mark so that their friendship would indirectly result in, in Frenchie yeah. and Mark becoming so, close again. Yeah, yeah. His, his intentions are there. It's good, but it's just unfortunate that that Frenchie knows Mark and uh, and he's got Rob's best interests as well. Um, so, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's a weird thing. It, it actually paints a, a huge picture of Mark Spector uh, and what he can, I guess what he does to his network. Uh, he seems very mm. destructive. And and in this arc, well, in the first arc um, uh, and the subsequent Houston Benson run, he's, he's self-destructive um, already. So yeah. he's really a broken figure. Um, I don't think I've seen uh, a comic book character so, um, I don't know, so low. I mean, it, it's just really well done yeah. by Houston. Uh, and it's not only affects him, but it affects everyone around him. I mean, it's another mm. discussion for another day about what his relationship with Marlene at this stage. Um, mm. It's really... Yeah, it's a very um, poor. It's a very yeah. bad relationship. Yeah. And then he even hollers at Samuels and Ned and kicks them <laughs> out of the mansion. He does. Smashes the television in front of them. Yeah, so... He mm-hmm. burns really all of his bridges in this series. All of them go up in smoke before it's even halfway over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and before it's even, even begun. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I was about to say, Justin, as well, there's even uh, that you, you participated in that audio reproduction of that Benson run where Crawley oh. and, and Mark uh, face-to-face. Yes. Uh, and yeah, Mark was great. just, yeah, fantastic scene. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so so Mark is is not the best person to to be around. Although he he may 
obviously he, he doesn't want to um, be terrible to people, but he, trouble finds him. I guess that's the mm-hmm. the cause. Uh, so issue fifteen of the Moon Knight run. Um, so Mark and Rob are sparring. Again, I guess it's all to do with the the recovery of Mark and keep him Physical in shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and this is a reminder as well. Like Rob is potentially in a little deep, and that kind of confirms Frenchie's um, um, concerns when Mark uh, mm-hmm. punches the bag too too hard and uh, and almost breaks Rob's nose. You know, so yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> oops, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> a pretty big oops there. That was yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, like Frenchie comes to the uh, to protect Rob, and and uh, he's I guess a suspicious of Mark, or just you know I don't know what the word. He is. automatically assumes the worst. Yeah, mm. he automatically, you know that Mark is losing control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that that scene really plays out as a representative of of Frenchie's um, fears about Mark, like intentional mm. or not, he will hurt. Rob, you know, and he, and he does yeah. physically in that sense. So uh, that was a nice exchange. Um, again, Frenchie's very cold. I mean, I want to also bring it back to uh, back to the first arc, bouncing back, Justin, because um, we do see. Oh, sorry, it's around uh, Moon Knight six, six or seven. Mm. Um, it's uh, Frenchie does. So we see a level of care Frenchie having for Mark in that. They had that exchange at the restaurant. The next time we see him, Mark comes back to to Frenchie and Rob, all clean cut and stuff. And then mm-hmm. he asks, "Oh asks, yes, yeah. yeah." Then he asks Frenchie for some help because he's tracking down Midnight, uh, Jeff Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, Frenchie doesn't say no. He actually, begrudgingly or not, um, decides to help Mark. Um, but we do see a little bit here, a little exchange. Mark calls Frenchie, Frenchie, and Mark says. You know, don't call me Frenchie. Uh, and Mark says, but okay. Jenna, Jenna said, and Frenchie goes, no, well, she can say that, not you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's still keeping his distance with Mark, but at the same time, he yeah. wants he wants to help him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You can see that there's some resentment there. There's some definite resentment that that's even in these great illustrations too. You can see it even in his eyes, the way that he looks at Mark. Mm. Uh, just there, you can see that there's. In certain panels, there's a hostility there that yeah. wasn't there previous years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, if you have to just look at the history as well, apart from their mercenary days, um, ever since Mark Spector became Moon Knight, Frenchie's, you know, crashed <laughs> the moon jet twice, mm. I think. Uh, he <laughs> He's lost a leg. Uh, you know, he's he's been through quite a lot with Mark. Uh, mm. And so you can understand that level of baggage that he, he carries um, and, and potential yeah. resentment towards Mark in that, in that aspect. But then what, what is very, I find mysterious is that he's still willing to help him. And that might be mm. due to just the history that they have together. Like, you know, um, mm-hmm. they say blood is thicker than water. I'm not saying that they're related, but they have such a history together that I guess it's, it's hard to ignore that. Mm. And I think Frenchie too has a deep-seated sense of honor that would yeah. that would not allow him to let his best friend flounder like that. Yeah, the, yeah, true. You know, he, even though even though you know he he hurt Rob by accident, I think there's still <laughs> yeah. still he still would have found a way to to get over that eventually. Yeah, in some time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, he. he Going all the way back then, back to issue three, he does 
proclaim, sorry, proclaim um, a love for Mark, and, and that's not necessarily mm. you know, you know, the same love he has uh, for Rob, but he deeply right. cares for Mark. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, there's this, um, and we see it from all of Mark's, um, particularly Crawley, who really strives hard to, to help Mark get out of his funk. Um, Frenchy, mm-hmm. I guess, is in that same way of thinking as Crawley, but he 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 still he carries a lot more, um, I guess, hate. Mm-hmm. Well, not hate. A lot more um, disappointment and, and um, mm-hmm. resentment to Mark in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, we also then moving another highlight I have here is uh, Moon Knight twenty three. Uh, so I'm just going to pull up that now, and this is around, I guess the the like the Dark Avengers and all that. Rob, uh, sort of prop. <laughs> Dark, uh, Dark <laughs> Avengers. I'm sorry, I'm just flicking That's, through here. Uh, Justin, I think it's the Thunderbolts, isn't the it? The Thunderbolts. Or... Sorry, yes. Um, so what happens, and this is a big moment as well, and this kind of confirms French all of Frenchie's suspicions of what Mark will do. Uh, mm-hmm. Paul, Rob, and Frenchie get mm-hmm. accosted in their restaurant by the Yos, a very um, yeah. clockwork orange-like group. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and they they beat uh, they beat both Frenchie. Obviously, can take care of himself uh, to an extent, mm-hmm. uh, to, even to the point where I'm looking at right now, uh, he's biting <laughs> one of the Yos' cheeks uh, like anything yeah. to actually to 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 beat them. Uh, he stabs one of them. Uh, poor Rob, though, he gets a brunt of it early on. He gets like kicked he does. He gets and bashed, kicked, gets stomped on. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's really vicious. Yeah, that um, was hard to watch. Yeah, so thankfully the police uh, come, uh, and that kind of scares the Wyos away. But they've done their job. They've they've terrorized Rob, and and poor mm. Rob. Uh, sorry, terrorized Frenchie again. <laughs> terrorized Frenchie and Rob. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, Rob is hospitalised um, because yeah. it's, it's a great uh, echoing a bit of Frenchie's. <laughs> you know, uh, mm. you know he was beaten up not that long ago as well uh, at the end of issue, at the end of the the bottom. Um, but now we see right. Rob. Yeah, so there's a, a little bit of a parallel there, uh, and it's a bit. Um, it'd be hard for Frenchie to obviously take it. Yeah, and the the beating that that Rob got was was much worse than the one that Frenchie got from that one guy. Mm-hmm. Um, there were like what four or five or six of those wios uh, mm-hmm. in, in that restaurant, so they were all kicking and stomping him. And I think I can't remember what the issue said, but he had broken ribs and concussion yeah. and all. Oh, kinds of horrible yeah. Stuff. So, He's off. Yeah. And, and um, yeah. oh, and I mean, then it. It takes a turn for Frenchie. I mean, he gets really dark as well. Uh, so mm. I'm looking at issue. Uh, hang on, let me see. I'm looking at issue. Bear with me. Uh, issue 23. Sorry, still 23. Uh, so Frenchie goes on his own. Uh, he he asks mm. Crawley for help because uh, he's he's such he's reached the bottom as well. He's you know he, yeah. he's uh, this is low. his lowest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he contemplates really um, a, a heavy page here. Uh, no words, just sound effects. He contemplates suicide. Uh, he puts mm. a, a gun to his head. Uh, he's crying. Oh my god! It's actually it's actually like Russian roulette. 
he, he whirls. doing Russian roulette with that pistol, yeah. Holy yeah. hell. Because he, yeah. he does pull the trigger and it just clicks. Um, yeah. Oh, and it's, I, it's, it's really, really dark stuff. Really dark <laughs> stuff. Um, and yeah. I guess that probably gives him the, the push to say, okay, I'm not meant to die. Uh, he, he hits up Crawley and he tries to find where the YOs are. Uh, um, mm-hmm. And then Frenchie basically goes with a, a baseball bat and starts pounding on them. Um, not before, well, before Moon Knight appears uh, to help out. Uh, so, you know, we see the, the, the two back as a team, which is good. Mm, um, definitely. But this kind of turns Frenchie as well, because uh, I think, let me think, it's not in 23, it's in 24, issue 24. Um, Mark has a, a chat with Frenchie. Uh, about mm-hmm. about the YOs. Uh, and I guess with the reveal that Norman Osborne um, contracted the YOs to do what they did uh, and Frenchie mm-hmm. feeling betrayed that this is the guy, Norman Osborne, he's meant to be, you know, isn't he meant to be the, the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. or, you know, um, the... Mm-hmm. Um, so he feels betrayed and that kind of gets Frenchie to side on with, with Moon Knight and Mark. So they their relationship is for want of a better term, uh, I guess, mended to an extent. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the end of the issue, you can see them sharing a drink together and mm. they're kind of chatting almost like they used to. Yeah. Yeah, it was really nice. I, I mean, I liked that. And it was a very, it was a big callback to their old, the old days. Um, mm. I mean, obviously, is it, is it, I always get them mixed up. I think it's Ray. Ray's there with um mm. with, I think that is Ray. Yeah. Uh, because we know Rick, as I think he's he passed, uh, he he um he died yeah. in some some. But yeah. it's good to see Frenchie there, um, yeah, and and kind of side by side with Mark. Um, yeah, that was a great moment to see them go through all that all that dark stuff. Oh, I got, I got way dark. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then finding some light at the end of that particular black tunnel was was nice to see as a reader to see that. As a is kind of a yeah. a payoff to all of that misery that they endured throughout the, oh, it, the it cannot be story. Yeah, it cannot be any worse. Like um, any lower. Did did Mark? Did he? I can't remember. In the bottom, did he contemplate suicide as well? I, I have. I think he did. Oh God! So I think both... it was around yeah. the beginning, the beginning of the yep. series. I think. Well, there you go. So actually, they're they're journey kind of parallels each other than Frenchie and mm. Mark. And and I guess that's a really nice touch from from Houston mm. and or Benson, um, um, mm. tying those two together. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, Frenchie's uh, – I, I think he, he just deserves a lot more uh, use. I'm hoping maybe Jed – down the down the track, reintroduces um, the likes of Frenchie. Uh, I know when we spoke yeah, to him, he, he said that. Sorry, that would be great. Yeah, mm. I, I I know he said that they've got a laser focus on these particular new characters and stuff. Uh, there's a mention of Marlene. Um, I'm hoping maybe maybe if, if the series goes a bit longer, we do get to see where Frenchie, you know, and Crawley and General are. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I reckon Frenchie is really. Um, Underrated, uh, so I'd, I'd have to say. Uh, I, agree. I agree. Yeah. A- a- any other thoughts on um, on on Frenchie and and this run? Well, I was thinking about the 
we're talking about the love that Frenchie has for Mark. I think it also mm-hmm. kind of parallels the love that um, fellow soldiers have for each other during yeah. wartime in the battle. Like my grandfather was a combat medic in World War II, and he was one one of Patton's regiments. And he talked about that, how some of the, the soldiers in his regiment were, they loved each other like brothers. Mm. Like it, it was purely platonic, but they, they just, they would have done anything for each other. They were closer than family. So I think that see going through that hell kind of forges new bonds that you wouldn't have thought previously possible. And I mm-hmm. think that probably... Frenchie and Mark's mercenary days forged that kind of bond, like a oh, soldier, yeah. like fellow soldiers having love for each other. Yeah. yeah. And, so and they both. I, yeah, I, I love that dynamic. Yeah. And they both suffered that trauma with, with Bushman, I guess, as well. I mean, Mark more so, but Frenchie was there as well. Uh, so mm-hmm. they've got that. I'm just trying to quickly look here as well. Justin, do you know what where we leave Rob? Is he still. I guess he's just still I, in. I, I looked at his appearances and I, I saw that he appeared in the Vengeance of the Moon Knight series, but that's still one that I haven't read yet. I still don't uh, have that one, so I, I don't know what what happened in that. But yeah, maybe I, somebody else can fill me in on that. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember he pops up somewhere else as well. But I think I think in this run, he, I think the last we do see him is um is in the hospital. So I guess he just recovers and mm. and he's sort of, yeah. again. I'd love to see more of Rob um and the restaurant. Mm. Um, yeah, maybe, yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah, maybe as an ongoing like staff member for Mark, so to speak, Seven Grant to, for ther- you know, physiotherapy. Um, mm-hmm. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see him included a bit more because we we don't see too much of him. And and granted, it was probably uh, you know it's probably something that Houston and Benson brought to the table. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that other other writers haven't really picked up on that, um, apart from Hurrits. Mm. Uh, but yeah, uh, mm-hmm. really cool, uh, really cool stuff. Uh, Loonies, um, I think uh, definitely worth checking out. Just paying a bit more attention to Frenchie. I, I love the the grudge match, um, Mark Spector Moon Knight. Uh, we we did also do that as a Moonwalk and audio reproduction. Mm. Oh, that was a um, great one. Yeah, Fr- yeah. just Frenchie Sh- Killer Strike. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he just he's more than capable himself. I mean, the only thing he doesn't have is a costume. <laughs> um, you know, mm. apart, apart from that, I think he's just as kick ass as as Mark. And of course, he doesn't have con- he doesn't have a god um, behind him, but <laughs> but. Um, there was also that great scene too, where where him and Rob were confronted by those drunks uh, on the street, and they started yeah. saying all kinds of awful crap to them. And yeah. and Frenchie got right in their face. I was like, "What did you say? Say it again!" Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I loved that scene. That was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the great thing is that we know as the readers and, and the fans of Moon Knight that that Frenchie is more than capable. Um, and, and although mm. he may have a crutch uh, in in having lost a leg, um, it, it doesn't diminish him. By any means, um, no. So no. that's um, yeah. I I love this portrayal of Frenchie. I think Benson and Houston should be commended for for bringing new dimensions to this character that mm. we hadn't seen. Otherwise. Yeah, and showing showing us these different sides of him, including him at his lowest when oh, he was contemplating suicide the Russian roulette. I mean, yeah, it's important to see that. It's important to see mm. different sides of a character, even when they are at their lowest. Oh yeah, I, I, no, I totally forgot about that that scene. But it's just like, whoa, that's pretty, pretty dark. <laughs> but, but I mean, you can't blame him. You know, uh, he's been through a mm. lot, and 
He's got this, yeah. dare I say, this headache that is Mark Spector uh, that he has to deal with, um, and mm-hmm. let alone his partner gets drawn in. The absolute thing that he was worried about happens. Um, so, uh, yeah. but in this instance, it wasn't really. I guess that was the the silver lining. It wasn't Mark's um, doing. Mm. It, uh, when Mark right. tells him that it was Norman Osborne, like you know, things greater things are happening. Eclipse. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Um, but there you go, loonies. That is, uh, unless uh, Justin, any any other final thoughts, or was that the? Oh no, that was that, that really was, it. That was it. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. I mean, it, it's very thought. As mentioned, these are just the highlights because um, they do pop up. But they, these are the main ones from the Houston and Benson run. So, so issue three, issue nine, fifteen, and twenty three. They're the ones where you get the real big. Um, conversations and, and that's what i love i think i was telling you justin before we started recording what i love about the houston run not only the action-packed scenes and and all that mm. and and the gross and gore graphicness but um <laughs> but just these moments where they're sitting and they're, they're talking mm. they're, they're talking it out and it really does enrich the characters so you can't do any any better than that it's great dialogue it's great dialogue and they truly are masters of their craft these writers i'm yep. happy that they're doing the omnibus so that more yes. people can read these stories. Oh, it has long time yeah. coming, but it, it's a fantastic collection altogether. And you and you get the Herits a run as well. So you, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, if you are interested in where Rob is, uh, you'll you'll see him in in one of those ten issues as well. I, I'm not too sure um, where myself. Yes. Uh, but Loonies, as 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 mentioned from Justin, if you if we've missed anything um, significant to do with Frenchie's development, uh, more so in, I'm talking about the Houston and the Benson run, uh, let us know, um, or, or just what your thoughts are on, on this dynamic. Um, I certainly agree with you, Justin. I think Frenchie, uh, I think this galvanised him as, as a really uh, complex character, um, mm. more so than just the, the sidekick to Moon Knight. Uh, and he has, <laughs> has his own story to tell and everything, so that was really good. Mm, absolutely. Well, I think that will probably wrap us up for this episode, Justin. I just want to give a shout-out in our Spectacle uh, section. Um, what we might do, uh, I'll leave the feedback. We got a lot of feedback. Um, we'll leave that for the next show later in the week. Um, but a, a big Spectacle out here. Now, I just want to I want to call out the, the loonies in general. Again, off the back of um, fantastic numbers with, with the show, in July, uh, just some great interaction within the Facebook group. So uh, everyone in there, thank you so much. Uh, you're, you're keeping the flame alive for Moon Knight, and we're all just waiting for... Oh, we've got a beautiful comic book series, but we're just waiting for that TV show as well. And and I love this interaction mm. between everyone. So a big shout-out to Looney Tristan. He shared the birth of his son. Um, massive stuff. So thank you so much, Tristan. Uh, thanks for sharing that in the group. Uh, and your son is in a Moon Knight gear onesie. Uh, of all things, so uh, fantastic. I think um, one of the other loonies even said that their son was born not that long ago as well. He was named Mark, so this is, you know, fantastic. Oh, nice. Mark with a C. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with a C. Fantastic <laughs> stuff. Uh, a big shout-out also to loonies, uh, Lena, and, uh, Lena and Doug, they're um, uh, part of a system, um, have DID, and they're sharing awareness of DID. So we're actually going to have an episode coming up um, that is based on Lena's article on DID and just want to mm. kind of share that and, uh, 
you know, for anyone that is a Moon Knight fan, you might want to branch out. And like for me, I know personally, I found the Egyptology very interesting, and I find this mm-hmm. uh, DID um, stuff very intriguing as well. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully, we can shed some more light on there. Uh, a big thank you to Looney uh, again, uh, someone. Um, a Looney Cal slash Jaybird, uh, they have DID as well. Um, great to have uh, Looney's uh, coming out and 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 like sharing what they have because from what I understand, people with DID, it's um, uh, largely people uh, look at it negatively or they don't know enough of it um, to understand it. So it's very misunderstood. Yeah, it's very misunderstood. So. Yeah. I, I loved I loved reading those letters, and I, I hope to see more of a dialogue, more of a discussion about DID happen in the months oh. to come. I love that. Yeah. Oh well, maybe we can we can do one as well, Justin, if you if you're up for it. <laughs> mm, absolutely. Yeah. Well, absolutely. I, I know we've got a few bonus episodes bubbling in the mix. Um, we, we've just got to <laughs> we've just got to schedule it in because uh, yeah, but I'd love to have you on a chat about DID. Um, sure. A, a little uh, I don't know what uh, hat in hands. Um, head down for Looney Joel. Sorry to hear Looney Joel's comic book collection was stolen, which oh, is terrible. You bastards. Awful. Yeah. Uh, Whoever did that, you idiots, um, bring it back or, yeah, you know, but that's terrible. He, he did say one thing though, his Moon Knight collection was safe. Cause I think he, he had that in the house. I think his garage or something was, was mm-hmm. raided. So sorry to hear Joel. Storage units. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Storage units. Yeah. 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 But at least there's one, there's one silver lining. The, that the is, yeah. <laughs> he's got, yes. he's got a mid- Yeah, I know, but oh, that's a gut punch. I got to say, uh, it is. Oh, I'd be heartbroken. I'd be heartbroken. Oh, I would be. I always think about that, like you know, like a flood or a fire or something. What would happen? It's like it's all gone up, you know, or stolen as yeah. well. Uh, terrible. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> terrible. Um, a couple others as well. Big big shout outs to Looney Raff and Petham, um, who have shared or are sharing their artwork on in our uh, Facebook group and beyond. Thank you so much, guys. It's great to always love to see, like, people sharing their fandom, people sharing their artwork. Um, and in particular, mm. Petham, as well, I know that you um, uh, wanted to get some critical feedback um, with your, your artwork, which was great. I, I heard, Justin, that, you know, very owl-like, so <laughs> worked to your oh, favour. Oh, yes, I loved, I loved that picture yeah. very much. That, that definitely ticked all the boxes for me, for yeah. sure. Uh, but but don't be dissuaded, Petham. You know, uh, people are they'll give in their honest opinions, and and I think art works great as well. Keep at it; um, looks really good. Yeah. Uh, and finally, uh, Looney Gabriel showcasing his socks in the community. I know that sounds weird, <laughs> but uh, he did pick up some some Moon Knight socks from superhero stuff. I'm assuming. So thank you so much, Gabriel, uh, for sharing it. We we take all sorts of fandom. Uh, socks, you know, undies. Uh, you know, I, I was know. thinking about that in, in the months to come with the, with the show coming out. We are going to see a, a, an avalanche <laughs> of all kinds of merchandise for Moon Knight, the likes of which we've never seen in our oh, lives before. It's going to be incredible. You got to save your pennies, Justin. Got to save your pennies. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I want my Moon Knight underwear. <laughs> oh, I, I, I want one as well. Give me boxer shorts. Give me give me underwear. I don't care. <laughs> 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 um, it, oh, I shouldn't. I was about to say, look, Looney's <laughs> share it up on with a post, but probably not. If if you got the undies, maybe don't wear yeah. them. Just just show us them. Don't don't wear them and um, yeah, don't model them. them. No, don't, don't model, model them, them. Get, please. Don't get in trouble with the Facebook <laughs> yeah. sensors on. 
Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, Justin, a huge thank you. I want to thank you for coming on the show again. Well, thank you for having me. It was a great pleasure as always. Uh, always, always awesome. Um, and would you would you be keen to, to jump on later in the week to review a comic? Absolutely. We have a great one to talk about. We must certainly do, loonies. And towards the end of the week, uh, our next phase, it's going to be a waning crescent. So our segment will be a Lunapic Classic Run review. Uh, just a reminder, Classic Run being anything pre-2000. That's the uh, that's the, the benchmark that I've set. Uh, and so, Justin, you and I, I guess we'll be looking at Moon Knight Volume 1, Issue 19, Assault on Island Strange. This should be a cracker. Yes. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. It'd be great. Um, anyway, Justin, I'll catch you then towards the end of the week. And Loonies, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you soon. We'll see you then. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.